What's up? Gosh, after those testimonies, we might as well go home. Everyone has got a touch of what God can do. And I want to tell you, Charlotte, it's because of your faithfulness. It's because of your faithfulness that, that you got more than you ever dreamed of. Okay? And it's because of the love that you have for God. It's, it's totally intentional, all of that. I just want to touch on something real cool. But before I do, I want to thank our pastors for giving us this uh, platform to speak the word. Because the word is alive and it's, it's working. Whether you believe it or not this morning, I just want to tell you it works. God is alive. I want to talk to you about the promise of breakthrough. Now, the definition of promise is a declaration or assurance that one will do something or that a particular thing will happen. It's not a matter of maybe, it's a definitely. And that is God's promise. And I want to encourage you this morning, if you're believing for breakthrough, I want to tell you that if you believe in the most high, it'll happen. All right, Romans 4, 18, 21, it says, Against all hope, Abraham and hope believed and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been, to, had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, since he was about 100 years old. And, the, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in faith and gave glory to God. And I want you to listen to this. Being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. I want to encourage you this morning to be persuaded. Be persuaded by God. Um, I would love to touch on declaring biblical promises. On November 13th, 2014, my daughter was diagnosed at 19 weeks with arrhythmia. That's a fetal heart block while still in my womb with very little chance of survival. We were taken into an office. They told us all the things that we'd, we would have to expect. She'll have not a very good quality of life. She won't be able to play sports. She won't um, be allowed to participate in high-intensity activities. She may need a pacemaker. She'll have to take it easy. There is no way she can bounce back from this. They didn't sugarcoat it. They told us the very truth, or should I say, they told us the facts. And um, even though they said she can't bounce back from it, that's, they said that because that's if she survives. She, she has a real high chance of dying in my stomach. Now, those are the facts, but what about the truth? What does the truth say? In Jeremiah 29, 11, he knows the plans he has for my baby, and he had a purpose. And Isaiah 53, 3 says, by his stripes she is healed. And Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against her will prosper. And John 10, 10, she has a life, and she'll have life to the full. Friends, I want to remind you, be fully persuaded. Be fully persuaded because God has the power to do what he had promised. And his word is something that he doesn't take lightly. Yeah? That same day I got the, ba the bad news, I put the bait on my hook for breakthrough. Yeah? Put that bait on that breakthrough. Put out that sheet, that, the fleece, right? That Gideon did. Put something out there that says, God, I'm putting that there and I'm going to wait for you. 
That same day, I named my baby Adira, Manawa. Adira is Arabic for strong. Manawa is te reo Māori for heart. I believed and I wanted to see a strong heart in my stomach, yeah? November 27th, 2014, that's exactly two weeks later, I had a follow-up scan by Professor John. He's a pediatric cardiologist. Woo! I said that without mumbling. Oh! Yes, can you clap for me, please? Thank you. After a while of scanning, he puzzledly asked me, why did they refer me to him? And I said, what do you mean? I told him the facts. All these papers that I had that said my baby had this heart thingy going on. And I just said to him, this is the facts. And after three attempts of finding whether they were true, he found the truth. Adira had a healthy, strong heart. He had, she had no arrhythmia. And I'm telling you, against all hope, like Abraham did, believe, persuade yourself through his word that God has the power to do what he had promised. But guess what? Those two weeks were the most hardest I had ever had. But I saw this, um, I saw this cool, uh, what is it called again? Quote? Yeah. By Gillian Cameron. Anyone know Gillian Cameron? Pass it down at a rise. She says, the value of faith is not seen in the answer. It's seen in the waiting. It's the waiting. It's not about the answer. It's about what you do when you have to wait for that, that promise to come, for that breakthrough to come. What are we doing when we're waiting? Are we just lying in bed hoping that it'll come? Or are we living the word and, and really saying to ourselves or preaching to ourselves what the truth is? So the tips that um, God gave me were three Ps. The first P is prayer. Pray over yourself and your breakthrough. In Philippians 4, 6 to 7, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, and with thanksgiving, say thanksgiving, <laughs> present your request to God. And get this, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. You're not going to understand why you're so calm. But he says, it will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Anxiety knocked on my door every day, but God's word told me how to get peace to answer the door. How do I get peace to answer the door? Because I was going crazy in my mind. But this is what that verse says, prayer. Keep talking to God about it. Prayer is just a conversation. You better talk to him because he loves to listen. And guess what? He has strong shoulders. He can bear the weight. He can bear your weight. Petition, request to a recognized authority. That's what my, I got my husband to check what petition means because I'm like, honey, what's petition? Petition, request to a recognized authority. Yeah? Not just to anybody. Don't request to just anyone. Go straight to the Father, the one who is the perfecter of our faith. Thanksgiving. Thank Him. Thank Him for all the good and for what you're believing for. Continue to, to believe that it's coming. It's coming. Make sure that it's in your words, yeah? Am I going too fast? Okay. The second P, protect your mind. Protect your mind. Um, as a human, you, you do come up with a lot of things on your own. 
When you're alone and isolated, you can come up with the worst lies you've ever told anybody. I think it'd be a shame to tell someone what you can actually think of alone, yeah? My dad's advice to me through each doctor's appointment was, be careful what you choose to believe. Be careful what you choose to believe. And I used to, like, why? Why be careful? Because I'm telling you, it can get in the way of your breakthrough. It says in Philippians 4.8, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. We really got to protect what we're thinking about. What we think about has power. If your thoughts aren't persuading ourselves that God has the power, we must hold it captive and lead them back to Jesus ASAP. Ain't nobody got time for that. Finally, my third P, praise. Praise. Praise Him. Praise forces a new perspective. Praise offers new doors. Um, in Psalm 43, 5, King David wasn't on his A-game. He was not firing on all six cylinders. He was not. But this is what he says. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior, my God. He needed a new perspective. And you know what? We need a new perspective too. And Psalms, he often reminded his soul, that's his feelings, emotions, and his mind, to realign and praise once again. Being a creative, I can quite happily join the pity party. I, I can like that party quite li I like to join it. Um, as my, you can just talk to my husband, my husband would know. <laughs> but what praise does is it trades your sorrow for the joy of the Lord. Do you remember that song? I'm trading my sorrow, I'm trading my shame. I'm trading it now for the joy of the Lord. If you need a, pers a new perspective, I'm going to tell you and ask you to find those people that can kick your butt into action. And I'm going to tell you, if you don't know who to find, look for your mum. Another one for me, my older sister. She has no problem telling me the truth. If you want someone around here, look for Pastor Ruth. She will get you back into breakthrough because staying discouraged can get in the way of your breakthrough. Don't stay there. Move on. As Paul mentioned last week, wasn't that word amazing, by the way? Pastor Paul brought it. He was fire. But this is something that I walked away with. Praise gives birth to... One more time. Praise gives birth to... Yes. I'm here to encourage you. Refuse to stay discouraged. Refuse. Refuse to have your joy stripped from you. Refuse to give up hope. Remind yourself who has the power of breakthrough. It's Jesus. It's Jesus, the author and the perfecter of my faith. So that's all I have to share with you this morning, but I want to encourage you to push, push. If you want to get encouraged, sounds like you need to go to the women's group for my ladies. If you need to get encouraged, go to the men's group. And um, I want to leave you with that. Love you guys.
Who is that woman? No! You single? Sorry, guys. Save that for later. Breakthrough. Praise gives birth to breakthrough. That's the first time I heard that message. She said to me last night, can you read this message? I said, no, I want to hear it for the first time tomorrow. And I wrote up her scriptures. I saw the scriptures, but um, man, that was so good. That was so good. Give her another clap, honestly. Praise does give birth to breakthrough. And uh, yeah, Pastor Paul mentioned it last night. He talked about Judah going down to Perez. Judah being praised. Perez being breakthrough. He broke through, even though his twin came first. He pushed him out of the way, and now out they came. Breakthrough. Praise gives birth to breakthrough. It's so true. I have a bit of scripture I want to share with you guys. I'm not sure if I'll read the whole thing through, but it's, it's a story. You can throw the first slide up if you like there, Rachel. Thank you so much for what you're doing down there. Acts 16 Verses 16 to 35, this is. Now, this is um, Paul and Silas uh, uh, traveling, and they, um, they were going to this uh, place of prayer, and they came across this slave woman who was uh, possessed by a spirit, and it was a spirit of prophecy. It was a spirit that, that, would, um, that could see into the future, right? And she started, the spirit started speaking out of her, what does it say there? The Spirit started telling, telling everybody, shouting, shouting, not quietly, these men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. I'd say the first time they heard that, they might have been encouraged. But it said there, she kept this up for many days, many days. And uh, I don't know about you, but if Pastor Paul was going into countdown every day and a lady was chasing him going, this is Pastor Paul of Excite Church, and it's awesome, and you should get down here. The first time he'd go, yeah, yeah, you're awesome. And then after a few days, he might be trying to find, maybe go to New World. (laughs) They don't have the lamb on special as much, but he doesn't get shouted at. So Paul, not Pastor Paul, but uh, Paul the Apostle, became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the, to the, to the Spirit, not to the woman, how many know that Jesus deals with the Spirit of a situation? He never deals with the, with the, with the person or the, or the out, you know, what, what's on the surface, you know, someone's grumpy. Jesus calls us not to deal to the grumpiness, like get along to anger management. He, he calls us to deal to the, to the root, go to the root, go to the spirit. I digress though, but he said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. And at that moment, the spirit left her. I want to talk to you about recognizing the authority and the overall sovereignty of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is sovereign over everything every little thing in your life, every little thing that you have going on. And uh, as we carry on, her, o- her owners realized that uh, they were, they were going to have not much money now because, you see, they made a lot of money out of her telling fortunes to people. And so they thought, oh, how can I get this guy? So as we move on through the scripture, we find that they found an, they found an excuse to go to the magistrates and basically said, oh, this guy's, he's, he's, he's coming in and stopping us. He's encouraging to, to do these things that are contrary to Roman uh, lifestyle, basically. So he's basically saying, we can't do anything that's uh, lawful for us Romans to accept or practice because of what Paul's doing. So they, it wasn't actually what they were originally annoyed by, 
They were annoyed because they couldn't earn any money anymore, but they just found something to get on him. Isn't it the most annoying thing when someone just has got a bone to pick with you and they've got a chip on their shoulder and they'll find any little thing, any little thing? Who knows that when you're trying to do a good thing, sometimes people will just find any little thing they can about you, even if it wasn't something that they originally thought was a problem, and they will find that to try and chink your armor. But I'm going to tell you right now that God is sovereign over all things. We don't need to worry about this. Amen. Amen. And then it went on. It got worse. You see, as we go on, the crowd joined in. So they stirred up the crowd. And at this point, Paul and Silas are feeling, come on, everything's against us now. They're getting beaten. They're getting lashed. They're getting persecuted just because he freed this woman from a spirit. And it was just because it was annoying him, right? It comes from all angles sometimes, you know? Well, sometimes all, all our strongholds, everything that's, that's, that's getting to us, just doesn't come from one thing. Wouldn't it be nice if it just came from one thing and you could focus on the one thing and just go, come on, let's deal with this. Okay, that's dealt with. Oh, I'm ready for the next thing now. Oh, yeah, I'll deal with that. But no, it doesn't happen like that. It comes from everywhere. But our God is sovereign over all things, all things. Amen. So they were, they were thrown into jail, and, uh, and they were told, uh, the jailer was told to guard them very carefully, and when he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. So here we are, Paul and Silas, in the middle cell, at midnight, horrible situation, dank, dark, and you know, it's very easy in that situation to start focusing on the wall in front of you. Amen. It's very easy to look at that and just go, this is the situation I'm in. How could anything get me out of here? You know, I was going about doing good and I've ended up in a prison. I've ended up trapped by something. I've ended up trapped by addiction. I've ended up trapped by, by something, something going on in your marriage, something going on in your workplace. I've, I've just, I can't get out of this. Paul and Silas recognized something though. They recognize the sovereignty of Jesus Christ over every situation. And so what they did, their reaction, their reaction was at about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. That's praise. Because Paul and Silas understood that praise gives birth to breakthrough. And Paul and Silas understood that Jesus had authority over everything. You know what else they understood? We don't fight wars like they do on earth. We don't fight with, with um, material weapons. We don't fight with worldly weapons. And there's a scripture for that as well. And I'm sorry, Rachel, I'm jumping about a bit. Uh, but 2 Corinthians 10.4 says that the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have the divine power to demolish strongholds. They, the weapons that you are equipped with this morning have the divine power to smash through the wall that you can't see any way through right now if you would just recognize the sovereign authority of Jesus Christ in your life. Amen? If you would just recognize that praising Him gives birth to breakthrough. This is why I love praise and worship at the beginning of a service. I tell you what, we, our team, they have got this. 
Our team know this. Our team understand that praise gives birth to breakthrough. I'll tell you what, our team would love nothing more than to see everybody on a Sunday morning out of their seats up here. Amen. Let's do it. Like, honestly, if, you, if, if you're feeling, oh, nah, shame, Pastor Paul will tell me off, I'll tell you what, he'll be the first one not to tell you off. If, you, if, if, you, if during praise and worship, if you really want to test this thing out, get here on time for church before praise and worship starts, get here to the front, lift your arms up, and even if you don't like the song, sing it anyway, because praise gives birth to breakthrough. Amen? Do you know God doesn't actually need our praise? You know, our praise doesn't actually change anything about who God is. He is the same now that He has always been and will always be. So why do we praise? Because it changes us. It changes us. So if you want change and if you want to unlock your breakthrough, come up the front here. And if it's too loud, you can sit next to Jan and, and bring your bring your earmuffs like, he, I love the way you praise and worship, Jan. You are amazing. You're an encourager. Honestly, I tell you what, get here and get a taste of your breakthrough by lifting out your arms and praising Him anyway. Amen. Because our God is sovereign over every single situation that you find yourself in. Amen. 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 So at about midnight, Paul and Silas, and this is the other thing, Paul and Silas were singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. Why would the other prisoners be listening to them at midnight? Wouldn't they be sleeping? Do you think Paul and Silas were singing quietly? I think they were singing that loud from the bottom of their heart because they just wanted that breakthrough. They wanted God's will to be done. They sang with an earnest that was beyond their situation that it woke everybody else in the prison up. And they were listening to this. And I tell you what, there's nothing but good that will come from others listening to your praise. Amen? Because breakthrough's not just about us. And as we read on, we find, as we read on, we find suddenly there was such a violent earthquake. And this is going back to 2 Corinthians where it says, on the contrary, they have the divine power to what? Demolish strongholds. So this is what's happening here in the physical right now. Because these guys are doing spiritual warfare with all the weapons they know God has given them. Amen. Prayer, praise, praise His name. And this is what happens. So violent earthquake that that the foundations of the prison were shaken. The foundations of the strongholds was getting demolished. Amen. And, 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 uh, and everyone's chains came loose. The prison doors flew open. The jailer woke up. And when he saw the prison doors open, the jailer, this guy that was holding them down, this guy that was, that was oppressing them, this guy that had all the power, all the keys, right? He took out his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. What else do we need to do when we're praising We need to listen to the Holy Spirit. Because I tell you one thing, when you praise, your breakthrough will not just be for yourself. And when you praise and you listen, you'll find that the Spirit will lead you to a place that you never imagined. And this is what happens here. See, Paul and Silas praised so hard that that the doors flew open, the chains flew off, And I don't know about you guys, but I think maybe if that was me, I would have gunned it straight for the door. 
But praise God, Paul and Silas were listening. And it doesn't say this in Scripture, but I just see that they, they were praising. I don't know if you guys, when you're in an attitude of praise, there's something about the atmosphere. It's just electric. And, and I felt it this morning, and you can just feel when the Holy Spirit's just moving. And I'd say that these two, they felt the, the, the ground tremble, they felt the doors open, they felt the shackles come off, and they felt the Holy Spirit say, hold on. I've got something else to do here through you. So what happened? This jailer drew his sword, was about to kill himself, but Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we are all here. None of them had moved. And there was a reason behind this, and the Spirit always has a larger reason. His ways are always higher. The jailer called for the lights, rushed in, and this is the guy that had the power in the world, in the worldly situation, and he fell trembling before Paul and Silas. What happened there? The Spirit was on them, and when the Spirit's on you, the authority of Christ is in you, and these strongholds and these jailers in your life, no matter who they are, no matter what they are, whether they are your, your boss or whether they are that addiction or whatever it is, they will tremble to their knees, recognizing the authority of Christ, and they will seek salvation from Christ in you. This is what we're here for. This is, this is the gold. He fell trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? The jailer asking the prisoners, what must I do to be saved? See, through all of this, through all of this, God had a plan for that jailer. How could he have known? He didn't see the whole story with the woman. He didn't see the whole story with the, you know, every, who knows how much this jailer saw. He was just given orders to keep these guys under lock and key. And next minute, the building's shaking. And the, the doors are flying open. And he realized he's been asleep and he wakes up and he thinks it's all over. Who knows that just before breakthrough comes in your life, sometimes you just feel like it's all over. But the scripture says to hold on, hold on, hold on. Keep persevering in all things that are good. Keep doing good. Keep doing good. And this jailer, he thought it was all over, but there was salvation standing in front of him in the form of some people that he thought were criminals. I think it's just a beautiful picture of the way that Jesus can work. They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in, the, in his house. And at that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately, he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them then to his house, set a meal before them, and he was filled with joy. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God. He and his whole household. I think this is just such a picture of praise giving birth to breakthrough. 
and recognizing the sovereign authority of Christ. You see, when, when Christ dwells in you and the Spirit dwells in you, all things, all things will be turned to your good. You see, God can take any situation, you know, God can take any situation and make it good. Romans 8.28 tells us this. This is like my favorite, my favorite memory verse, Romans 8.28. It, it, it tells us that He turns all things for the good of those who, are, who, are, who love Him, for those who are the called according to His purpose. And the Word says that you and I, my friend, are called. Everybody who knows Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior has been called according to His purpose. Before He even set the foundations of the earth, He knew us by name. Each and every one of us, He had a plan. And this is what Romans 8.28 is saying. It's not saying, uh, you know, you can hear people say, oh, well, God brings all these situations upon us for whatever reason. He will bring trials to us, and He will bring persecution to us, and He will bring this to us, and He, he gets all the blame for that. But I'm telling you, he, he doesn't create these situations for us, but I'm telling you that no matter what situation you got yourself into, He can turn it for your good. No matter what situation you found yourself in, He can turn it for good. You know what the Lord's saying in this? He's saying, don't focus on how you got there. Don't focus on why you're there. Don't focus, like my wife was saying, focus on the good. And the good, the best news of all is that Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior, can bring all things for your good. Amen? Amen? If you're going to take anything away today, take away that. Praise gives birth to breakthrough. Praise gives birth to breakthrough. Now, I want to take this opportunity as well because, man... You've heard an awesome word from my wife uh, today, and the Lord is moving in this place. You know, we've felt it from the prayer this morning, from the worship, and I just want to encourage just an attitude of prayer in this moment. And I'd just like to ask if we could all just bow our heads and close our eyes. And I want you to take whatever it is that is your stronghold, whatever it is that is your prison right now. And I want you to declare God's authority over that place. I want you to declare His sovereignty in your life. You see, He is Lord of all. And He is bigger than whatever situation you've found yourself in.